I'm Jakub Voigt, the CEO of Catalytic, and this is Unbundled. In this series, I help to demystify technology in the world of business. Join me as we explore how technology can make your business better. In this episode, we're chatting about data loss. We're chatting about what data loss is, why every company should worry about it, and what you can do to prevent it. By the end of this episode, you'll clear, have a clearer idea of why data loss prevention is important for your business. I'm joined by Eugene Verster from TechWise. Eugene, welcome. Hi, thank you, Yaku. So uh, we always start off by uh, telling our guests a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, I've actually been in the uh, IT industry for about 26 years. Um, and for two years, I've been with a company called TechWise, and we focus solely on cybersecurity uh, products. We deal with a channel, so we only deal with resellers who will then sell, sell our, pro- our product to the end users. Okay. So you, so you primarily focus, uh, I almost want to say, about positioning and acquiring the, the technology to, to shift down. Correct, yes. Okay, fantastic. So let's jump into it. Let's get to our our topic that awesome. you've uh, been watering my mouth with for quite a, a bit. So d- what is data loss? So every single company will have data that is sensitive to them, uh, You know, whether that's client lists, recipes, or whatever it might be. And what data loss is, is where someone is disseminating that data and sending it to individuals that should not have that data, whether that's accidentally or maliciously. So are you talking about that typical uh, Excel spreadsheet that uh, goes onto email and go, here's a list of, uh, of customers, uh, I mean to send it internally, but it actually went to, it went to the wrong Yaku, for example. Correct, yes, exactly that. Okay. Um, and so... Uh, data loss is a real thing, uh, especially with the Popia Act um, coming in where clients need to know where their data is, uh, who's accessing it and where it's going. Um, and also, like I said, you also have a malicious aspect sometimes where people are selling that data uh, for nefarious purposes. Okay, so that that is my next question is how does this data loss typically uh, occur? Yeah. Uh, I assume one portion of it is is you can get an external threat to hack, then somebody breaks into your system and steal the data? Correct, yes. And so. Um, most data loss occurs from internal. Uh, you actually have hacker groups that will target individuals and pay them uh, for for data within a company. Um, or you'll have uh, just a disgruntled worker that's leaving and, and moving to one of your competitors and he's wanting to take that data with him. So there's, there's various methods uh, where that occurs. And there's different channels. So it can be via email. It can be via things like Dropbox, uh, Gmail, um, WhatsApp or uh, any any other methodology uh, where they're exporting data from your organization. So <clears throat> this is a um, it's a topic that's actually quite close to my heart because we we always speak about it. Um, yes. And you know it depends when you speak to somebody. It depends. Uh, I don't want to say which side of the table or fence you sit on, but as a, as an employee, for example, um, like, like for example in in our business, I um, do not like. Uh, we can I, can I can use a stronger word that people use WhatsApp for business communications. Yes. Um, and then when you know when people hear that they look at you and say, oh, but you know that's quite rigid and and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And I go, okay, so let me explain a scenario to you. I employ a salesperson. Um, they might be there for uh, three months, six months, a year, two years, whatever the number is. If that salesperson 
for example, had the ability to download my customer list and they WhatsApp it to you, which is encrypted. I've got no way of knowing what happened to their data. Correct. And um, and so so on that note, why is it so easy for data loss to occur? Well, because what happens is most people are focused on external threats. So you'll have a firewall <laughs> and you'll have antivirus and all these things that are stopping people from the external coming into your organization. But very few people understand that sometimes the threat comes from in your organization from a trusted source or a trusted individual. And so what Securin does is they take a zero-trust approach. They say anyone can be a threat, and we pretty much monitor all your data, all your employees, and what they're doing with your data. So so do you think for, um, uh, let's say, for business owners or um, managers that should care about data loss, do you, do you think that um, – it's it's uh, I almost want to say an, an uncomfortable thought to say, well, you know, my colleague is not to be trusted, and therefore, you know, it's almost, there's almost like a politeness factor where they yeah. go, yeah, but you know, I can't really say I don't uh, trust you or or the guy sitting next to you. Yeah, so I, I think it's a fine balance, and it, it's something that you need to be cognizant of. However, when you're looking at data loss, we're not monitoring or we're not spying on every every little aspect. What we're doing is we're saying this data that we have is sensitive and please let me know what my staff are doing just with this data. Um, so it's not where you're, you're saying, oh, I want to know which channels you're going to or what websites you're visiting or anything like that. It's just what are you doing with my data? Okay, but, that, but that's what I'm trying uh, so, to – so before we talk about the, the actual technology that we deployed, yes. if, we, if we say – uh, 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 you know, it, when you talk about a zero trust approach, sure. do you, do you find that businesses are find it difficult to implement a zero trust approach? Because essentially, what you're then doing is you're saying to people, uh, "Listen, although we're all working in the same <laughs> office, I, I don't trust any of you," which is the truth. I mean, that's sure. Do, um, do you think that people there's there's a politeness factor where people go and say, "Oh, but you know, we, uh, you know, I've been working with Eugene now for for five years. You know, yes. Eugene's quite a lacquer oak." So, um, I, I'll be honest, I don't. And the reason I think that is because I think business owners have been bitten in the past, okay, where they've had a sales rep leave and take a client list with, or they've had someone accidentally leak information and it's cost the business money. And so um, I don't believe that uh, – again, it's a fine line, but I don't believe that business owners are hesitant to employ such solutions. Okay. So if you um, – let's take a thumbsuck approach. Uh, uh, If you – Start engaging a customer about your your solution. How yes. many how many of them have, have this on a raid on their radar as a big problem or a big potential threat, or do you have to go and educate quite a bit down um, the line first? So I think uh, there is a little bit of education that needs to happen because uh, what I'm doing is bringing a enterprise solution into an SME market where typically these solutions haven't existed uh, previously, and SME business owners don't really know that this sort of solution exists. So okay. There is a lot of education. There is also the privacy factor where... Do they understand that that risk uh, exists? It's like correct, you said, they might yes. have been bitten, but, I mean, do they understand that that risk exists? Uh, I would say probably about 70% of business owners do understand that that risk exists. So you understand the risk exists, but you almost go, well, I don't really know what to do. Correct. I don't know what the solution is. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and should all companies worry about data loss? 
Um, I do believe that, yes. So especially, like I said, with Popia in place, um, it's a legal requirement. So you have to know what is happening with your data. And just from from past that point, past the legalities of it, um, every single data or every single company has sensitive data that they worry about. And they worry who's accessing it, what's happening with it. And so data, data loss is, is a real concern for most people. So um – and I mean, this speaks into a lot of the strategies that we try and drive with our, with um, our customers. I always use the example of a car dealership. Uh, if I if I start working at at a car dealership, um, from a, from the dealer principal perspective. I should be able, I should put the phone on that salesman's desk because if he leaves tomorrow yes. and everybody find him on his mobile phone, uh, he's leaving with that, uh, um, customer base, if you want to call it that. Correct. Um, uh, so, so in my world, I think email and, and phone, mobile phones is probably the, the two most immediate biggest channels for data. Theft? Yeah, so I mean, you, you have email, you have phone, you have USB uh, memory sticks, uh, you have things like Dropbox or web, other web services. Um, I mean, the guy can even print the information, you know, you know and, and, and take it in a paper form outside of your organization. Okay, okay. Um, so, okay, so now if we understand that the threat exists, I might be a little bit in the middle of the world and saying, oh, I don't really know what to do about it. Um, so what what can companies do to, to prevent a data loss? So companies would uh, essentially implement a data loss prevention solution like Zucurian, which is the solution that uh, we, we have chosen to uh, sell. Yeah. Um, and that will then monitor your employees from the endpoint level. So it will be an agent that sits on, on their laptop. Um, and it will monitor all activity and you would then set parameters stating what information is critical to you. And then any time that people breach those param- parameters, you will get a notification of that. So, uh, so in, in other words, I'm going to download something onto my laptop. And if I try and download an Excel list with uh, the customer base, then the solution will alert or will it stop me? So it will stop you. And or alert, depending on how you've set up the solution. So if you just want to get an alert, that's how it will do it. Uh, you can even alert the user and say that what you're doing is in breach of the company's policies. Or okay. you can even block the user and log them off their device um, and then stop them from using that device any further. Okay, so that's now on the company PC. Let's say if I'm um – what is your word? Nefarious. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to be a little, little bit more careful not to use the company PC to 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 do my activities. Sure. Um, what about my mobile phone? Can I? I can send myself an email there. You could. Uh, however, if you're connecting to the company's network, which is being monitored and secured by the solution, uh, then all of that traffic is actually being monitored as well. Okay, and if I really go analog and if I print it, same story? If you're printing the information, yeah. well, we're able to track that. Okay. So. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm trying to see uh, what can I do here to, to find a hole in the solution. What if, what if I take, uh, what if I take, just take photos on my phone and say, here's a, so it's a bit analog, but I mean, yeah, so that, that's quite an interesting one. Um, if you have a webcam on your device, uh, part of the Zakurian solution is actually monitoring the webcam for any type of camera device uh, in front of it. So it will actually detect if you're trying to take a photo of information on the screen, um, and it will take a 
photo of you trying to take that photo as well as what information was on the screen at that point in time okay um so if i'm now an employee and all of a sudden i get this um software that gets loaded on my on my pc yes uh, should i feel then that the company doesn't trust me that i'm not valued I don't really see it as that. I think every company has the right to be able to monitor their data, yeah. monitor the usage of their resources. Um, and provided that's all they're doing, then um, why should I as an employee feel threatened by that? Okay. And um, and I assume that's part of the, the change management that one has to de- deal with when you implement. Yes. Okay. So now um, I, I warned you beforehand that this is the the hot seat. Give yes. us an example of a of a customer that you provided a, a solution to. <laughs> what they had, what their problems was, and 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 how we yes. how we fixed it. Um, you, you can name names or, or not. Yeah, yeah. So due to confidentiality, I won't won't really name any names. Um, but we have had two financial institutions. And part of what they were trying to monitor is uh, person, personal client information being sent out, whether that was via email or Dropbox or whatever it is, um, and making sure that that information wasn't being disseminated. They obviously approached us through one of our partners. Uh, we implemented the Zakirin solution. Uh, implementation usually takes about a week. And um, at this point, they're very happy with the solution. And and um, when you deploy, do you first deploy it? I almost want to say in a listener type mode to see what's happening, or do Correct. you do you block it from from where it go? So it it really depends on the client knowledge if they already know exactly what they're wanting to achieve. Um, however, in these examples, both clients sort of wanted to have an idea of what was happening first, and then set the policies. So generally, a, and, a and what was process, happening? Did did they actually find? That people were sending client, client information and stuff. No, and the reason, no, uh, uh, um, you know, we were joking about it earlier, but uh, the reason why I'm asking is um, my experience is a, a lot of times, and that's specifically why I asked the question earlier about if, if, if all companies should worry about it. Yes. You know, um, what I find in the, in the SME space, even, even from an external hacking perspective, but specifically in these types of scenarios, people are going to go, yeah, but you know, I'm only uh, a small company. What is sure. somebody going to do with my data? Yes. So it's, it's almost like I understand there's a problem, but I'm going, yeah, but what's re- what's the worst thing that can happen? Um, and, and I mean, uh, uh, you know, if you, if you don't have the visibility, then you you probably don't know what's going on. Sure. Look, when, when you're talking worst case scenario, I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you can be involved in a data breach uh, and you're a big company and your clients all find out that you were involved in a data breach and then they lose confidence in you as a company and they lose confidence in your infrastructure and your ability to control um, your data and your security within your company. So, so let's not talk South Africa. Let's talk larger. If, 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 if um, I mean, the, the, the stats around how much a data breach, breach costs, yes. how long it takes to to uh, um, come to the forefront. Well, uh, do you have those? Do you have some of those stats I, at hand? I don't actually have those off. On what, what's the average time for a company to realize there is a data breach uh, or, or data loss if it's internal? It, it can I, I be years. Be it could be years. Yes, hundred percent. Because. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I think the, the SolarWinds uh, hack that happened quite recently, that, that they only found out two years later yeah. that, that they'd had a breach. So... Jeez, it's such a poison chalice. It's actually, it's actually scary. And and I think what happens is, and my experience from companies where, where I've worked in the past is, is that um, 
I, I almost want to say you, you almost have this belief to say, oh, but you know, I know Eugene's not going to a different company, but surely yes. he's not going to do anything bad with it. Yeah, so, I mean, for most people, uh, I think they just go about their day, and most people aren't a threat. Um, but you don't need most of your employees to be a threat. You just need one to be that threat, and that could close your doors. Okay, so so okay, so okay, now let's talk about this data loss prevention. You've touched on it earlier. If you had to explain to somebody uh, uh, that's not from the industry at the Bri, what is data loss prevention? Let's, let's go with that. <laughs> Um, generally, when I explain to them what data loss prevention is, they, they tell me I sell Big Brother. Um, <laughs> and I, I suppose that's probably the, the, the most apt way to describe it because what we're doing is we're monitoring absolutely everything that your staff do with your data. Um, and we can monitor speech patterns. We can monitor behavior. We can monitor if someone's just acting abnormally within your network. Uh, we can monitor moods. Like what would that be? What would abnormal be? Uh, so if they, they, they usually log in 8 to 5, Monday to Friday, and then all of a sudden they start logging in every Saturday. And now um, I assume with uh, this work from home, hybrid yes. work scenario where everybody can VPN, it's even it's become exponentially more difficult to work out what's going 100%. on. 100%. And with work from home, people have actually lost control of their data because before you'd walk in an uh, office and you'd have your server room and your data would only be accessed within the, the confines of your office. Now, all of a sudden, your data is being accessed from all over the world and people don't actually know what's happening with it. And with solutions like this, you're able to bring that back into control and know what's happening with your data. So if I'm sitting at home now, I have VPN access into the office, and um, um, I can use my personal PC to VPN into the office and access information. Well, you you could, but that would be a company policy where you probably lock that out. Okay. Well, if if we have a DLP solution deployed, will that stop me from doing that then? Correct, yes. So okay. you, you could actually have that certain computers aren't allowed to access uh, information if they're not registered. Um, and obviously only th- approved computers are able to access your information. Okay. So let's go back to DLP. Uh, you were talking about we, ins- we install an agent on the, on the PC. Yes. If I have a company mobile phone. Unfortunately, we wouldn't do mobile phones, but okay. we are monitoring network traffic. And okay. So, so as soon as I try and log on to the Wi-Fi or VPN in or whatever, correct. we'll see what's going on. And then, um, and then how will I block access to certain pieces of information? That would be, all be policy-driven. Okay. So, there's so is this almost like an internal firewall? Can, can we almost call it that? Uh, no, because it, what, what it's doing is it's actually just monitoring what's happening with your data and you're setting policies around that. So whether you want to block access or block them from copying things to USB or sending it through Gmail and things like that. Um, a firewall is typically something where you're blocking access into your network. Yeah. Okay, so we're back at the Brian now. You're explaining to me DLP. <laughs> um, uh, my example on the show is always uh, I'm, uh, I'm running a, an accounting practice with uh, uh, branches in Centurion yes. in Durban and Cape Town, obviously. Sure. Uh, why do I need this? Well, do you know what your staff are doing with your data? And if they're sending your data out to your competitors, do you care about that? If the answer is no to what they're doing to your data and yes to whether you care, then you need a DLP solution. Okay. And now if I 
if you're not going, if you scared me enough now to, because I assume it's mostly fear that drives the the, the process. Yes. Um, where where would you? How do I start? Where? So you would contact one of our resellers. Yeah. Um, or you could contact us directly, and we would put you in touch with one of our trusted resellers. Yeah. Uh, we would actually liaise with you, and we work very closely with the end client and the reseller yeah. to find the right fit, um, and then we would implement the solution for you. But uh, is there is there like a discovery process where we first understand? Correct. So there would be a scoping session. We would yeah. sit. We would understand exactly what it is that you're trying to achieve. Um, and then we would. But do I know? Because all I know is, is you've now scared the living daylights out of me <laughs> that all my data is disappearing. Sure. So I mean that's that's basically my brief. I, I'll yes. go. I made Eugene Saturday evening. He said, uh, "Do I know what my staff's doing with my data? No. Yes. Do I care what's happening with it? Yes. Sure. Where, so let, let me ask you a question. Do you know what data within your organisation is important to you? Um, yes, well, obviously, my, my, my call it my CRM system where all of my customer information sits. Sure. So we would start there. Okay. And we would create policies to monitor the ins and outs of your CRM system. Um, and we could have an open policy just so we can actually discover what's happening. And then we could fine tune those policies over time. Um, does, does it matter? Um, uh, it, it doesn't matter if uh, what PC, it can be Windows or Mac or anything like that. Uh, Correct. Yeah. So Windows, Mac, Linux. Tablets? Not tablets, not tablets. Um, not mobile devices. Okay. But like I said, we're monitoring on a gateway level, so you can actually see what data is going to those devices. And um, and again, uh, uh, bring your own device, work from home. Those are all all things that that should ma- basically make every business owner stand up uh, and pay attention and say, Correct. "What is happening with my data?" Hundred percent. Um. In the conversations that you have, if when you ask those questions, um, uh, what what is? How often do people say, "I know exactly what's happening with my data"? Um, almost never. Almost never. Almost never. Uh, most people, when you're speaking to them, um, do actually start getting a little bit afraid when they realise that they don't actually have control of what's happening within the network. And and I mean, uh, you know, I. I was thinking about it quite a bit in in the run up to to our conversation here. We the, there's sometimes where there's a there's a mismatch between our behaviour and, and and what we intellectually understand. Yes. So we've got we've got buzzwords like data is the new gold. We all understand the value of data. Yes. But then. Uh, when you say, right, what's happening with your own gold? <laughs> you know, if I walk into a business and gave them a Kruger Rand, they'd go and lock it in the safe. Correct. But in the data world, you could just go, okay, well, I don't know what what is there for me to do. Yeah, most people trust that the IT guy is dealing with all of those aspects, when in reality, a lot of the times, especially from a data leak prevention side, the IT guy is not really dealing with that. I like what you're saying now. So that uh, and that always that feeds into what we're saying. Um, I think the the world has become too complex just for, just for just to rely on the IT guy. You have to you have to look wider and Correct. and and um, you know maybe get different uh, eyes in and all that type of stuff. Um, in a in a scoping session, uh, we can have a scoping session without me having signed a piece of paper to order Correct. a million licenses from you. Hundred percent. So, so the worst case scenario out of a scoping session is if everything in your environment's hundred percent, you're going to get peace of mind to say, 
I don't have any problems. Sure. And like you say, 99.9% is, is going to be not the case. Um, is, is it a, you mentioned the, the big brother story earlier. Is that a hurdle that, that people need to cross in their minds? Sometimes, yes. Um, because of the scope of the solution where we're able to monitor moods, we're able to monitor uh, behavior, uh, abnormal behavior. We're, we, we can literally monitor everything your staff are doing. Um, it does sometimes raise the question of privacy and do you want to cross that line where you're, you're infringing on someone's privacy? Um, and what I say to everyone is just because a solution can do all of that doesn't mean you have to implement all of those features. All you're worried about is your data. And so the policies you're setting is just around how people are interacting with your data, what they're doing with it, where they're sending it. Um, but you know that that to me is such a uh, it's such an important uh, point that you're raising there now, and, I, and for me, my my personal opinion around it is um, w- one needs to be a bit more. Uh, I almost want to say unemotional, black and white about it. Yes. Um, uh, the PC that you put in front of your uh, in, on your employee's desk, it's a work tool. It's not. Correct. Uh, you, you know, it's not a fringe benefit where you can say, okay, right, uh, you know, yeah, I, I gave you the biggest, bestest machine so you can play games and, uh, you, you know, run your side hustle on or, or whatever. Yes. It's a work tool. Yeah. Um, so if we, and uh, to me, again, it comes back to understanding what the risk and the danger is to, to the business. Yes. Um, and, uh, when you understand that, then it's it's very easy to be clinical about it, yes. which we should be. Because yeah. if you don't, then I mean that's where the, the problems come. Where in the past somebody said, "Oh yeah, but this is my PC." <laughs> no, no, no. It's your PC for as long as you work here and you do yes. the work that you here to do. It's not it's not your own personal device. If it's your own personal device, like you said, I probably don't want you to connect to the to the company's network. Yes. So it's just it's a it's a mindset shift in terms of how we how we need to look at it. And, and I mean that's a it's a I laugh at it, you know, it's almost like um, sometimes in the company, you know, when the new guy starts, you can't get a new PC because, you know, he needs to get, he needs to get the hand-me-down because the <laughs> PC is almost like a, it's like a, a, a token of what you're worth or your standing in the companies and, and therefore, you, know, you can't see what I'm doing on it because, you know, it's mine, but yes. it's, it's actually not. That's it's so important. Very, very interesting point. And I think another point to be made here, uh, talking about being clinical, is that if a company suffers, it's not just the owners of the company. It's every single staff member that that company is responsible for. Yes. And so it's the company's responsibility to ensure that the safety of those staff members and their job security is intact. Exactly that. And I, and I mean, that's my, uh, even, even, even for you as the owner of the business, uh, if you're going to do, uh, let's call it private stuff, whatever, whatever that might be. Yes. Uh, YouTube channels or, uh, with cartoons or, I don't know, OnlyFans or whatever. <laughs> do it on your own, do it on your own PC. Don't do it at the, at the company because it can yes. be a risk. 100%. No, I mean, that, that is actually the point. I mean, yes. uh, uh, it's, it's so important. For me, you know, if I, if if you're an airline pilot, you fly the the planes that belong to the to the company. It's not your plane, correct? Um, and tomorrow another guy is going to fl- uh, fly it. So, uh, you know, you almost need to have a scenario where today you work on one PC, tomorrow you work on on, on another PC. It almost needs to be un un person what personalified or whatever the, the word is <laughs> so that you can uh, um, you know you can be clinical in terms of how you you um, 
uh, implement your approach. I agree with you, 100%. Okay, one last thought. Sure. If I'm a business owner and I listen to this, what's your last thought to me? Um, yeah, just contact us. Uh, you can do a search for Zikirin or go to techwise, tech-wise.co.za. Um, my name's Eugene. You can speak to me and I'll put you in touch with one of our partners and we can get the ball rolling, have a conversation. No risk, no obligation. No risk, no obligation. Cannot do it to ask. <laughs> okay, excellent. Eugene, thank you very awesome. much. Thanks a lot, Yaku. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Unbundled, brought to you by Catalytic, a series that aims to demystify technology so that you can make smarter decisions in your business. Remember, you can listen to all of the podcasts on the Cliff Central app or website, and for added convenience, you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And remember, if you're looking for help with the communications tools in your business, please make sure to visit catalytic.co.za.